What's up, folks? Welcome to 2023. I just got back from my Southwest Airlines disaster flight. Just kidding. I think it's about time that we stop beating up on Southwest Airlines, even though a lot of our investors seem to fly for the other airlines. But here we are. January 2nd, 2023, we're going to be going over the weekly update, some news and highlights, as well as a little tip that I found for those of you guys getting your accredited investor status at the end. But the first thing I wanted to point out here, I found this great graphic of all the bigger tech stocks out there. Again, I personally don't have any stocks or anything like that. I choose to invest in things that are a hard asset that provide utility and cash flow somewhat. So, you know, the, here you got the Peloton, Coinbase, Robinhood, all these companies like Tesla, Netflix, Spotify, they all dropped like 80 to 90% of their performance on their stock in the recent past year. And again, this is why easy come easy go. I could remember, I forget what the guy's name who was in our Facebook group that he would, every time he'd post something, he'd talk about freaking Tesla. And it's about time. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, your Tesla is bombed, man. And because it's really not based in any hard tangible asset. Yeah, you own part of that business, but it's not like real estate. And it certainly doesn't give you the tax benefits as this is all portfolio income, which is seen as ordinary income, which you know, I talk about that in Great Lakes in the podcast. And if you guys can check out the tax page at simplepassivecashflow.com slash tax. But here's my thing is these things aren't real assets. And especially with more interest rates raising in the future and potentially a recession we're already in or in the future, I if, if we're me, I would take money off of the stock market stuff and either hold it cash or put it into our pet fund, make 12%. We're going to be starting to pay out those monthly prep payouts at 1% a month. Get in on that because you got to do something. And as the visual capitalists, they came up with this great infographic where they showed every little things from eggs went up 49%, bread went up 15%, coffee 14%, everything went up except beef and smartphones went down in price, but everything went up 20%, 30%, 40%. Food at elementary schools went up 254%. Consumer price index increased a collective 7.1% since last year. Next article. So this is a big one, I think, that I don't know if got a lot of attention. For the past several years, Trump has been dodging, showing everybody in the world his tax returns, and probably for good reason, because the dude doesn't pay too much taxes. And this is where I don't want to get political. Some people will say that he is stealing money. Other people on the other side are saying this man's incredibly smart because he knows how to use the tax system on his side. And it's something that I think a lot of us relate with real estate. Or there's and there's a lot of people that like look at this bar chart on the on this right side. It shows how he lost in 2015 34 million, 2016 he lost I think the tune of 60 million and then 50 something million for the next few years. It looks like the man's really bad at business is the way that most people took this stuff. And that's cool because they don't understand the full story. As as a real estate investor, you have a lot of de depreciation. And, you know, Trump does a lot of those conservation easements with Mar-a-Lago. And this is how he's able to come up with all of these, not really write-offs per se, but like deductions off of his income and drive his income into the negative level here. And I think people will, again, people look at this, say he's a bad, I thought this guy's good at money. He, apparently he's not, is what most people will think. But I just certainly, you know, what I want to do with this channel and you guys is educate you guys the right way. This is the way you need to start thinking about it. We had a, in our insider circle, 
call. We had a guy who was making close to six figures plus in his new consulting agency. And I implored them to how much expenses you have. 10, I think it was like 10, 20% of that. And I was like, man, you got to get that up. You got to drive your expenses up with buying things that obviously you need, right? That you're going to possibly use in your personal life, but you need to run that through a business expense somehow. I don't really pay taxes because I business expense a lot of what I do very legally, of course, and it's all things I need to run the business, go part in pursuit of money. And this Trump is on that on a much larger scale. Here he said he shows his individual adjusted gross income. 2018, he actually made I'm not gonna say he made money. He made money all these years, guarantee. But he showed income of 34 million, which kind of bunked his trend. And I think at that time, this was back in 2018 when he showed that big profit year or profit on paper year. I bet somebody screwed up, and I bet somebody got fired for that because ideally, I'm sure he his expectation is that he's in the red every year on paper, of course. From especially, the, I'm guessing a lot of it is the real estate losses there or maybe who knows maybe he that was the year he got a lot of heat from being president he knew this is going to happen so maybe he wanted to show at least some sort of positive gain there but no my my guess i think my guess stands is somebody messed up (laughs) which happens i think as a i think from what i see from myself and other sophisticated investors who really take an understanding to their taxes you can get a little bit not really like loosey goosey with it, but become a game. And some years your income goes up because you didn't take advantage of this or that, or you weren't, you, you, you chose to play a conservative that year in a certain aspect. You didn't deduct this or you push it off to a future year when maybe your income was to be higher. You need to just roll with the punches. And I think it kind of, again, it comes down to that abundance mindset. When you don't pay too much taxes or a lot of the investors that I see that are in dozens of deals, they have maybe half a million, million dollars plus of suspended passive losses, and they're not paying taxes for any time soon. They, their income goes up to a hundred, few hundred grand in one year. Eh, whatever is their thinking. And I think that's where we want to get everybody to at some point is, yeah, you're working hard, you're saving money, you're investing it, you're keeping your adjusted gross income low on purpose. But if, you know, from time to time, Donald Trump, he goes to 34 million income or you have to pay for a thing in here, there, you know that overall you're a lot better than where you used to be. And this stuff compounds on each other. If you guys have checked out the new social media graphics, we finally put this all in one concise little infographic, which is the three parts of simple passive cash flow, which is investing in good deals, alternative investments, getting into employing these tax strategies and then infinite banking. If you employ those three, that's like, the trifecta is what we call it. You're doing heck of a lot better than everybody else. I would probably argue you get there in less than a third of the time as your other buddy who makes just as much money as you do. Next article from multi-housing news, how Biden's housing action plan impacts multifamily. His sweeping proposal would infuse $55 billion into Lipton, L-I-H-T-C. Basically, that's the low-income stuff, including a 10% annual increase in 9% allocations from 2022 to 2024 and a reduction in 50% bond tests to 25% from 2022 to 2026. The reduction of the 50% test is particularly impactful to affordable housing projects. And again, folks, this is one of the reasons why I went into workforce housing. Not only is it a lot more recession-proof because people need a place to live at the end of the day and it's a commodity, but you, this is the way the government infuses money into a need that 
the United States needs, quite frankly, which is housing for that lower middle class and that workforce housing. And then finally, the administration is taking immediate steps to offer more access to lower cost financing to manufacturers and those buying manufacturing homes. So that's the low end. I've played around with that mobile home park stuff. It really depends on a lot of those performers are based off selling houses. So it's not as a clean play as like multifamily apartments. Almost you're running a side car dealership in a way, having to sell off those units like that. Either way, like the whole point of this article is that the government funding is trickling its way to lower middle class workforce housing multifamily. And that's one of the reasons why we're there. And if you would like to participate alongside of us as partners, you can join the club today at simplepassivecashflow.com slash club. Just got to fill out that quick form there and then you get access to a lot of other content and eat free e-courses there. Next article from NAHB, single family production continues to decline and multi-permits weakening. So reason why I always look at this type of stuff is permits are indicative of new inventory coming online. And when that happens, as it is now, if you're in a class B or any apartment, you know that there's not any new inventory coming online. Of course, that's why we just like middle middle of the road class B stuff, because even if a class A apartment is built right next door, which the last property we closed, Maryland Greens in Phoenix, the adjacent property was one of these brand spanking new luxury A-class apartment. It doesn't really compete directly with us who's, we were like, I would probably categorize our asset as more of a B-class, B-minus class, certainly built 1970s, but it's not like it, it takes our clientele away, but really it helps us because now they're pushing that price per square foot and we can capitalize that. And no, no, dif- no different than you know, we bought the John F. Kennedy Holiday Inn near if you guys fly over new york city the jfk airport we bought that but in that same area in queens you've got the newer the class a the corporate traveler will go to the other hotels coming in we're not really competing with them per se we're different classes we are more the budget traveler and they are more the higher end company paid corporate traveler they're going to push the prices on the average daily rates the adrs and we're going to be hopefully riding that wave as they do that and help so they're saying that the number of multifamily units under construction for november was almost a million this is the highest number since december 1973 the number of single family units under construction has fallen for the sixth consecutive month declining to 777 homes in november so single family production continues to decline and multifamily permits are also going down. What does that mean? Of course, they're talking on a broad country basis. Of course, we always look at the certain market and some market. So I think that's a big mistake that unsophisticated investors, they take these headlines that we I do this every week now. Something may look at, these are just signs and you need to dig in deeper and deeper. I've given up on looking at all the markets. We focused on a few, the Phoenix, Houston, Dallas, Huntsville, to name a few. There are a lot of markets out there. Some of them are great that I'm not in, but there are reasons why you know, Florida, the, done with that type of stuff, all the hurricanes. Like these, this is a type of a broad article talking about the whole the whole country as a whole and not to be taken as, hey, this is what's happening in Phoenix or Houston or whatever. Multi-housing news, the benefits of passive building for affordable housing. This kind of echoes off the last article. Passive house projects yielded energy savings for building owners and tenants ranging from 
28 to 68%. This reduction in cost of utilities for building operators and residents continues substantially to overall affordability of multifamily property. One of the small lights, and right now we're a bit of a storm, right, with interest rates going up and holding costs going up and taxes going up because the properties are going up. It's just one of those times that I feel like will subside later on this year. And then affordable and workforce properties still face the stigma of being somehow less than their market rate counterparts in comfort, quality, aesthetics, and certain other livability measures. Passive house properties flip that script. The super insulated buildings in pre- Certified and certified properties featured increased air and thermal radiation control. So they're talking about just saving costs here and there. One line item of the PL, certainly not a huge one. Again, when you know your holding costs go up and insurance, and insurance, I've seen the reason why I beat up Florida and the Gulf, and we've seen we dumped our Mississippi assets last year because our insurance went up three times there because of the hurricanes so we're not no longer in those deals anymore but when these things these we talked about inflation there's inflation when you look at the PL line up and down you know ain't getting cheaper to run these assets which is why i think it's put in that annual escalator in there to account for inflation but you don't want to be overzealous with that stuff um finally a uh, lesson learned for myself this week and i'm gonna be putting this into Every weekly report, something that allows me to take a break and see that I'm making progress when I'm just working all the time. But here's one thing that I think might help you guys. These are either something I've learned or a tip. You know, a lot of you guys are getting your accredited investor letters either through a third party or my big, my whole recommendation is just get it from a a lawyer or CPA. That's just the easiest way of doing things. And this isn't that hard, guys. If your CPA or lawyer is giving you a hard time, just go find another one. Like I said, if you guys need any referrals, let us know. Email team at simplepassivecashflow.com. But though apparently I heard that, and I'm in the syndicator role, right? Like I'm just, this is what I'm going to do. The lawyer told me that when you guys give us the investor accredited letters, but somebody else signing on for that. This I'm going to take a look at it and stick it into the file. And unless I have some con- contrary information telling me otherwise, it just so happened to know you lost your job, which I would never really know because I'm not on social media. And I don't know if you would be posting, hey, I lost my job on LinkedIn or whatever. You know, that that's I'm basically saying, I don't know why I would get contrary information unless you told me something. So other, if I don't have any other contrary information, what they are telling me is that I have to just use your initial accreditation for five years. Maybe that's a loophole there. I don't know. And of course, this could change, right? But this is just the guidance that I'm personally following. So y- y'all can do what you want. But uh, I think the biggest thing is that we still want to, we've been moving to 506C offerings exclusively just to, because most of our investors are accredited anyway. But I think we still want to, I think the reason why people invest with us, not only for better returns and that track record of, of $1.2 billion of assets under ownership, but they get to know us. Next week will be the Hui Retreat, which I think we cut off ticket sales because we, we oversold that room block and everything. And we're getting to the end here. If not, reach out to team at simplepassacashflow.com. I'm not going to be the one to tell you that you can't go, I guess, because I don't know. But we want to get to know you guys. And I think we keep it open and transparent for you guys to build that open relationship with us. And that's our biggest way that we mitigate having a rogue investor. And this is why there's these big PPMs, because there are investors out there, just there's like professional tenants out there that are a-holes, right? 
like people who maybe they got their, they doubled their money in three years or five years. We're going to be sending out a case story on one of those in the emails. So make sure you guys get on the club list so you guys can get that. But even if they got everything that was quote unquote promised to them on the pitch deck, they're still upset and they'll sue and they have no grounds for lawsuit, but that's just what some people do. And we just don't want to work with people like that. And nor would we want to, or we allow that to happen. But my biggest thing for creating the Hui was a, a cohesive group of investors that, you know, are aligned and we want to work together after deal for the years and gener- maybe even generations moving forward. That like that was the whole purpose of creating the club. And if you guys are new to us, make sure you guys fill out the club form, book a call with myself so we can get to know each other. And we will see you guys next week. Oh, and make sure if you guys are checking this out on the YouTube channel, you guys can check this out on the podcast and vice versa. And also, um, sure you check out the book. Last week, we sold like a hundred books, which is pretty, was the best week ever. Maybe because everybody's stuck at home or into those New Year's resolutions. But since you guys stayed to the end, the pro tip is if you want to get audio recording, just go to simplepassivecasual.com slash book. But if you like the book, please do me a favor, write a review because that's the biggest way this kind of the algorithms work apparently and, and 106 or 180 you guys have left ratings. So appreciate that. And we will see you guys next time.